trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for this gathering. Because it's unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus. For your word says, whatever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in their midst. Holy Spirit, we ask that you shall take absolute control. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord. But may I speak as you grant me utterance. By virtue of the fact that I'm a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God, I take authority in the realm of the spirit. And I declare a supernatural injunction in the activity of the enemy in this place. Declare the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter. Take glory, Father, take glory, Son, take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats. Hallelujah. And let's appreciate the choir, the praise and worship team. God bless you. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready for the word today? All right. Okay, so as you know, last week I started something. And um Today I'm coming to continue. Amen. <laughs> I started to speak on the contentious spirit. The contentious spirit. And I defined contentious as exhibiting a wearisome tendency for quarrels and disputes. Exhibiting a wearisome tendency for quarrels and disputes. I was showing you some characteristics or some tendencies of contentious people or things that when you do, it means you are exhibiting the spirit of being contentious. Hallelujah. I refer to Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, where the Bible says, Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. That means children of God are supposed to be peaceful people. Hallelujah. As a person sitting next to you, are you a peaceful person at all? Ask another one, are you a peaceful person at all? And then I contrasted it with Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, where we talk about the children of the prince of the power of the air the sons and daughters of disobedience who are also children of wrath and anger. Ask the person again, are you a child of wrath? Are you a child of anger? Or you are a child of peace? Hallelujah. What answer did they give you? They were just reciting it with you. I know, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Some of you, you don't even know what you are. That is why you must listen to the word. Hallelujah. The word of God is a mirror. 
just like you stand in the mirror in the morning to see to check yourself out that's what the word of god is supposed to do it brings out your true nature and your true image hallelujah some of you the three points i made last week some of you saw yourself in one some of you saw yourself in two some of you saw you saw yourself in all three of them and today i may give five more so possibly by the time you are done you will be eight out of eight just a champion what is so <laughs> you reign let me say you reign <laughs> hallelujah but that is the essence of the word of god it's supposed to push us and to break us to become like christ hallelujah today put your hardened heart away and listen to the word of god and let it transform your life Amen? Amen. Yes. So the three points I made. I talked about the fact that people who are contentious, they have anger issues. They have issues with anger. The smallest thing just gets them angry. And I made mention of the fact that you are allowed to be angry, but it comes with terms and conditions. One of them is that your anger should not lead you to sin. And two, you should not let the sun set on your anger. And some of these things are meant for your own protection. Because so long as you remain angry, you are like a city without walls. Your defenses are broken. You see, when you are, when you are angry, that is when the devil really comes and has a chat with you. He will put all kinds of ideas in your mind that if you don't deal with, will become permanent mental strongholds in your mind. Those are your most vulnerable times. So when you're angry, you are, you are offended, you are bitter. Those are the times the enemy really comes to speak to you. He likes having you in that particular state. Come and tell you things. And you see, around that time, you are seeing things in a particular direction. So he will paint things along the lines that you are seeing things. And it will be imprinted in your mind. You see, we have um, markers, the ones that can be erased and the ones with indelible ink. When you try erasing the ones with indelible, that is when he goes for his indelible marker. This is a good time. Let me write this thing in his mind. Let me write this thing in her mind. And a lot of times, it is opinions about whoever it is that has annoyed you. He will write it with an indelible marker. And it will take prayer, it will take warfare to take those things out of your mind. Some of you, you have certain opinions about certain people after now, and you don't even know why you believe those things about them. I'm telling you, it was a time that you were angry with them. It, is a, it was a time that you were bitter about something they've done. It was a time that you were offended with them. The devil took his indelible marker and wrote those things in your mind. My prayer is that the blood of Jesus, which is able to wipe away everything, will take away every lie and falsehood that the enemy has ever ministered into your mind and into your spirit in the name of Jesus. Listen, I'm preaching, you see, I may be joking and things, but it's serious high-level warfare, I'm telling you. At least I'm happy that the church is not half full today. It means God brought you here to come and listen. Amen. Because this thing I'm preaching, it will help you in your relationship with people your male-female relationships it will help you 
husband and wife relationships it will help you and even in your relationships with each other in church to help you so listen tell somebody listen tell another person listen yeah so i talked about anger issues i talked about the fact that they don't forgive easily they do not forget and they do not let go some people you beg them oh you let it go me so long as the sun sets and rises i will not let it go me and they, that's when they remember the day they were born seen people like that before they remember the day they were born when they annoyed with somebody <laughs> Aye. they don't let go if Jesus decided not to let the things you've done God who says mm, 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 mm. I invested so much in you and you disappointed me I will also not let go let's even take the, the ones that even go on in your mind babe. the ones that haven't manifested yet the ones that are in your head the ones you think about and meditate upon all the time mm-hmm. as for mental sins eh? if we say we will go there You know you can even kill somebody in your mind. Jesus said, if you hate your brother, you are a murderer. That's the new standard he came with. Moses, oh no, murder, you have to take a knife and slash the person's throat. Or put poison in their drink. He said, if you hate your brother, and let me add your sister, and your friend, and your lecturer, your tutor, there was one ONG lecture like that, Fancy Man. When he's examining you are off ground, sir. How's the Kekebidi? Mary Bethel. You hear that word, you know that Charlie go and started preparing to once those words come out of his mouth, they do not return void. It will accomplish the purpose for which he said it. How's it can be very failing? And hatred is in our head and is in our heart. See the person shining who be. So you start seeing that he, this person cried the leg one is shorter than the other. Start having discernment of their deformities, spiritual insight from the devil. As for mental sins, one day I'll preach a whole sermon on sins of the heart and mind because it, it, you need to be awakened to a certain standard of Christianity. Hallelujah! I was preaching about angels and ravens. I said that. People who are physical virgins, but if we go to the mental level, the things you have done. <laughs> Even the ones who have done it physically, they will be shocked. 
imagination. The things you've done. All your crashes. The things you have. That's not my subject. Let me move from this. <laughs> they do not forgive easily. They do not forget. And they do not let go. And number three. Was that saying sorry is difficult. Immediately it comes to sorry. It's like their tongues are cleaved to the roof of their mouth. It's heavy. It's hard for them to just open their mouths and say sorry. And you see, when you say sorry, it doesn't diminish you in any way. It doesn't diminish you in any way. Your height doesn't change. If you are short, you continue to be short. If you are tall, you continue to be tall. It doesn't change you in any way. But it can prevent a lot of things. It can prevent a lot of things. You have to learn to say sorry. It is strong people who say sorry. If you find it difficult to say sorry, it's a sign of weakness. You are weak. There's strong people who can apologize. A strong people who can admit that this thing I did, I was wrong. So sorry. And I told you that there's another dimension of sorry where you don't even have to agree that what you did was wrong. The mere fact that you have caused the person pain is enough grounds for you to say sorry. Maybe you don't agree. You think the person is being too petty. You know, there's some people you think that, ah, what they are dicky to away this small thing, crap, and you are annoyed. Apologize. <laughs> Some of the sorries, it's not proper sorry. And they are sorry. <laughs> well, if you say so, or they'll say they're sorry, all right, oh, but, don't, but me, dear, me, mom, dear, <laughs> you ask something to show that the sorry was not from your heart. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. So that was number three. So let's move to number four. Contentious people are full of complaint. They complain a lot. Whether at the workplace, in the hostel, in the home, wherever. When you are fond of complaining too much, know that you are exhibiting a contentious spirit. Everything you talk about it everything you will criticize it's like you have special lenses for faults and people's wrongdoing but when it comes to their the things they do well you are blind you don't see you know there are some people who believe ah if, if it is correct why should i talk about it it's a devilish mentality i'm telling you why shouldn't you talk about it when the person has done the right thing it is only when the person has done the wrong thing that is when you can talk about it. It's wrong. When you are full of criticism, there's a difference between criticizing and critiquing. In criticizing, you are only looking at the negative side. When you are critiquing, you look at the positive kakra and you bring the in Revelation, when Jesus appeared to John and gave him the letters to the churches, that was classic critiquing. He will start with the apostates. You are this, and you do not countenance evil. But I have something against you. That means he has praised them before he criticizes them. Let that be our attitude. Hallelujah. 
some of you you are just full of complaint every time negative every time negative the time that she does the right thing to the same mouth and the same tongue let them be released to praise the person let those same tongues the same energy that comes when the person does the wrong thing that anointing no that comes for you to be able to open your mouth and articulate and describe what they have done wrong when they also do the right thing don't be blind may, may your eyes be open to see and may your ears also be open to hear let me read Proverbs chapter 25 verse 24 give me New King James Version hmm. alright let's go there Proverbs 25, 24. It is better to dwell in the corner of a house top than in a house shared with a contentious woman. In fact, the woman, let's remove woman and say person. Because there are some men who are more contentious than women. It is worse. And it's even uglier. Sometimes when a woman is contentious, we understand so by you and man. You see, men are generally known to let things go and blah. But if you you are the outlier, you know they say a normal camp, the bell. There are some people they, they watch over the bell. They are outside and they are overseeing the bell shape. Yeah. So if you've not done statistics, you don't understand what I'm talking about. They they oversee the bell. It is better to dwell in the corner of a house top than in a house shared with a contentious person. Contentious people are always looking for fight, looking for something to criticize. This, that, 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 that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't point things out when they are wrong. But note, point number one it's not everything you talk about, it's not everything you talk about. And I'll tell you why it's not everything you should talk about. It's for your own good. So one, it's not everything you talk about. And then two, balance the criticism with praise. Balance it. The reason why it's not everything you must complain about is that the more you complain, the more your complaint loses its effect. I'm telling you the truth. It will get to a time when you say it doesn't do anything again. It is just a nuisance. It won't correct whatever it is that you are trying to correct. It will just act as a nuisance in the relationship. But if you are there and you only complain about very significant things, the moment you talk, the person takes you serious. But when every time, this even if the person blinks, are you doing your eyes as if you are suffering from pepomiasis? Stop it. Don't follow me with that behavior. Slightest thing you talk, slightest thing you talk, slightest thing you talk. It will get to a time your talking will lose its effect. All it does is to irritate. That's the only effect it will have. To irritate, to draw you further apart from the person. full of complaints. There are certain things you just have to turn a blind eye to. It's not everything that you have to call a meeting. 
You see everything. If you come meeting, 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 get to attend the meeting, no cry. Oh, friend, be amba. Every day you are calling your, your siblings on. No, we have to talk. We have to discuss. We need to settle this matter. It's not everything you talk about. There are some things you just pray them away and shut your mind to them. There are some things instead of complaining, speak to God about them. Report it to God. Now, God, this is your son. This is you. I don't like it too. If you don't want trouble, touch his heart <laughs> and let him change. Sometimes direct it somewhere else. Hallelujah. Direct it to God. Pray about it. Instead of always complaining and complaining and complaining, talk to God. Pray. I don't believe if you pray, God can change somebody. Ah, God can change people. That thing you see in him or her that is irritating, no? start praying about it. Start talking to God about it. Maybe while you start, when you start praying, God will show you that it's not a weakness like that. Now you now you have to shine your eyes and look at the thing well. Just examine it from another angle. Pray about it. It's not everything you complain about. Your talking will lose its effect. I'm telling you, the only effect it will create is irritation. Irritation. I say it is better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious person. As a man who had worked and built a four-bedroom house. He was living with his wife. And he went and hired a chamber and hall. He's built his own household. And he's prepared to spend extra money. They are not divorced or anything, no. But he spends more time in the chamber. Somebody asked him, why? A simple answer was, I want to live long. and the complaints it was too much I have a friend who married I think he married a few months after me even with him honestly I was surprised that marriage came on I was talking to him recently and I told him to be very honest with you you are my brother but when I received that wedding invitation I was shocked because I thought the two of you you are going to go your separate ways. There were serious issues though. The last time we talked before he sent me the wedding invitation, like three months before the wedding, he had decided that he was out. We talked and he told me, in fact, Charlie, Charlie, he told me, he told me, he told me. <laughs> Tired. Because there were, there were serious issues. Like serious issues. And it all had to do with a woman who didn't know how to talk. He said, no, 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 no. no." And this friend of mine is a very respectable man. He's a very respectable guy. And a wedding invitation came. So we all went to support The next time we met, like about a year or so after the marriage, he said, Charlie, now my favorite scripture is Proverbs 25, 24. <laughs> <laughs> he said, my favorite, my favorite is Proverbs 25, 24. Like, he said, he can up 
appreciate what whether it was Solomon or whoever he can appreciate what the person was, was talking about because when he goes out he doesn't feel like coming home not that he has some side chick somewhere he just doesn't feel, he used to spend extra time at work extra time like work more the person said doctor to say oh so the patients are finished oh So the patients are finished. He rather wants to stay there because the moment he enters the house, bullet from here, bazooka from here, grenade from here, intercontinental ballistic missile, ready to hit him and destroy his life. He said, "It is my favorite scripture now, and I can." He said, "You see, some things, you know, life situations make you appreciate scriptures." <laughs> I, I understand the scripture two years down the line talking how are things so oh, it is worse so the thing is worse but that's not the time to say ah <laughs> I thought you had made up your mind a long time ago no that is not the time to say such things you have to encourage hallelujah and you see that you just try and do whatever you have to do with the situation another two years down I asked him again he was like Charlie it's not getting better the man who built the four bedroom house who went to live in the Jimbaya hall is his wife's father You see the thing moving from generation to generation. Uh-huh. That means their mother was also like that. Talking. Uh, impartation. Received an impartation. And she was like, now the thing has gone to another level. The kind of things she can see. I'm like, how can you actually look at this very honorable man? And say such things to him. Me, I didn't believe. I was like, oh, this one dear. So he opened his text message chats. And he showed me a message he sent him. Something concerning the children. And I think he forgot or something. And he sent, she sent her. Sometimes you behave like a fool. I'm telling this one, it's not Kukwana's story. I'm not telling you a Kukwanansi story. This is real life. Something I was involved in trying to solve. Sometimes you behave like a fool. Like what? Even me, I got offended. This one is the way we have referred pain. It's referred offense. I was offended. I told my wife, she was like, ah, why is she crazy? How can you talk like that? No matter how annoyed you are, you can't type such words. Sometimes to your husband, sometimes you behave like a fool. Really? Well, the long and short is that they are divorced. Unfortunately. I tried to talk him out of it, but I got to a point I realized that this thing, let me just 
because the things were becoming too many. I was like, hey, if it was me, can I stand this kind of behavior? It's like when he enters the house like that, Lord, complaint after complaint. And, this, and she's not the type who talk gently to hey, baby, and this, and this, and that, and that, and that, and that, and that kind of thing. There was a time he even went to look for a job outside the, where they were living in another region so he could be away. It is better to dwell in the corner of a house top than in a house shared with a contentious. I said, This is not only women, there are men too who are worse. So don't be looking at the women, don't really look at yourself. You too, you have the potential to be like that. Some of you think you are perfect, Mr. Perfect. Everything has to be pep, 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 like that. Contentious people. Give me Proverbs chapter 19, verse 13. Give me NIV for that one. This thing alone, Solomon talked about it like three times. No wonder. If you alone, you want 1,000 women. A foolish son is his father's ruin, and a quarrelsome wife is like a constant dripping. It is explained better in Proverbs 27 15. Similar thing, though. Proverbs 27 15. Let's go to Proverbs 17 15. A quarrelsome wife, let me say spouse. Eh? So I don't be like I'm picking on the woman. A quarrelsome spouse is like a constant dripping on a rainy day. Have you had your roof your roof leak before? Imagine the thing is leaking on top of your bed where your head is. Constant dripping. Just a no break. Constant. And the, and the key word here is constant. You see, when you complain small, give a small break. Let the person breathe a little. You understand? Give a small break. But constant, 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 constant. And that is how he's describing a quarrelsome spout. Look, there are some things you just have to overlook them. Overlook them and pray that God help him. Help her. And don't forget that you yourself you have your weaknesses you yourself you have your shortfalls don't sit on a high horse and be condescending and talking to people as if you don't have any faults it's probably because the person has decided that there's too much contention in this environment if i should add my own it will become some way so you let me keep quiet and just be the fool and allow you to talk because sometimes if the person too says you or she will be what you are doing you may be the first to even pack out of the room or pack out of the house. Because most of the time, they say when your one finger is pointing at somebody, that three others that are pointing to you. Mm. Sometimes we are too full of policing people and trying to change them that we lose sight of our own weaknesses. The devil deceives us that we don't have issues. But your issues are there, oh. They are there. I'm telling you, they are there. They are there. It's just that the person has decided that if I should add mine to yours, the environment will be too toxic. So you let me be the one who is taking, taking like that. Look, if you continue to be complaining and complaining and complaining, the person will react subconsciously. Subconscious reactions are the most dangerous. The conscious ones, you make up your mind. 
but the subconscious ones you are not even aware that you have reacted you have detached yourself I was talking to somebody recently this one is the husband who is the naga she said it's like now when they are sitting down and they are talking normally she suddenly gets into a mood where she's waiting for a criticism to come how can you enjoy the person's company it's like always you are waiting because you know something will come you point out something and this cry you could have done it this way and this way and this way. the truth is that sometimes people do those things because they genuinely want things to be better but that is the wrong way to go about it hallelujah sometimes those who nag is not they don't nag out of hatred though. they really want things to be better they are very eager for things to be better most of the time that is the thing but the method is wrong when you are com- com- consistently bombarding the person no words of encouragement nothing no compliments every day negative 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 the person will detach themselves from you emotionally detached sometimes it can be a decision the person will take consciously but most of the time it's subconscious that is why they would prefer to be with other people especially when the person is somebody that other people celebrate and other people show respect maybe in their workplace when they go everybody oh boss this that that the secretary is very 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 nice to him makes him feel like a human being oh boss this 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 is oh this is hey, the way you did that presentation what it was powerful oh god bless you this this that he will spend more time in the office so that you hear nicer things because he has to balance it in the office before he goes to receive the negative one in the house i pray that god will help all of us to mature to know when to talk when to complain and when to keep quiet and also when to lift up our voices and take the thing into prayer it's not everything you can solve i'm telling you it's not everything there are some things you can you must learn to live with them there are some character traits in people you will try to change them in fact you see in marriage don't try to change your spouse don't try don't try you can suggest things but don't try to change your spouse if you give that responsibility to yourself i am the changer have you yourself finished changing whether the person will change or not will actually even depend on how you go about it sometimes the way you approach it alone makes the subject an annoying subject so the moment you bring it up he has blocked she's blocked like i won't even listen to you because every time you are in his way May God take away the attitude of constant dripping complaints and nagging from our midst in the name of Jesus. That is not to say don't talk about things. But filter. Know when to talk and when not to talk. Hallelujah. That is point number four. Point number five. Contentious people use dramatic means to handle their issues with people. You know that... There are some very dramatic ways of handling things. Small issue. Hey. They unfriend you. Unfollow you. 
and they block you. There are some people in your life, they've blocked you more than 10 times. Block and unblock, block and unblock, block and unblock, block and unblock. Some of these things, is like a matter that you are bending and straightening, bending and straightening, bending and straightening, bending and straightening. One day, it will break. That's the shortest way to break a matter. Bend it and straighten, bend it and straighten. Some of the things you are doing, you are weakening your relationship with the person. I'm telling you. One of these is when you straighten it, it will just fall apart. It's gone. No block. Somebody said, Oh, yeah, be the block. Kofu the block You are constructing a, you are creating a block factory. They made that button on WhatsApp for you. Block. You're in a relationship with the person. The person has blocked you like 12 times already. Hey! What kind of behavior is this? Dramatic. You have an issue with somebody knowing on your status. Now I know what fools look like. Now I know. <laughs> and then the concert gang too will be coming to you. Hey, what is happening? What is happening? What is happening? Thunder will fire your mouth. That group too, I'll come to them. Now I know. What a foolish man. <laughs> Looks like. Why should you take your quarrels to status? Don't be too dramatic. Some people, the smallest thing, or no, I don't want to have anything to do with you again. I'm done with you. Nobody can leave us an island, though. You need people around you. I'm telling you. Some of the people you are fighting now, they will become strong pillars in your life in the next few years. Mm. Don't be too quick to cut links with people. Smallest thing. On, that's for me. I can't stand these things. Me, I can't stand. Like, I don't need you in my life. Drama. Those dramatic people, if you live in a compound house with them, hey, when they are fighting with somebody, everybody will know. Come and stand in them. Say, ah, incredible. So at the beginning, I did my sebi at the beginning, the beginning of yesterday. So sebi, sebi, I lived it like 10. <laughs> ah! Talking by heart, clapping at people. Hey, hey, hey. When I see people who went go to catch their husband in a hotel with a side chick and they, they video and they bring it on social media, I'm like, ah, you are disgracing yourself. Your husband has left you and gone for another woman. Isn't it something you should you will be shy about more? You will record and then make gumu any mass. And then people to be there covering their face. Hey, hey, hey. Evil is very ugly. I'm telling evil is ugly. 
Sometimes you'll be doing that. Side chicks and baby mamas association. Drama, dramatic means. Look, the Bible prescribes how we should deal with conflicts. Maybe there's no time for me to because that one is, a, is another you all together. Call the person aside. That my sister, this thing you did, I think I don't like it. If the person doesn't listen, then you go a step further. They say you can speak to the elders in the church. That oh, I have this issue with this person. I've tried solving it, but it's not working. Rather than going on social media and making noise and talking to all kinds of people about it. And in the process, you are building hatred for that person, but you don't know. Because the people who love you, when you say this person has hurt me, they will have referred it. And then subconsciously, you are building hatred for somebody. Don't use dramatic means. Simple, you see, try and solve it with that with, with the involvement of as few people as possible. That is the right way to deal with issues. Because the more people get involved, the more the bitterness is spreading, the more the thing becomes some way. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Involve as few, very few people, and even those people you involve, select. Carefully, there are some okro mouth people, very slippery and very sharp mouth people. When you involve them in a matter, it is an open secret. You know when we say open secret, it's a secret too. But I say, say hey, this, 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 but don't tell anybody. Go here, don't tell him. When they had, don't tell him. That's what it's an. It's a secret, but it's open. use dramatic means simple effective ways of solving problems and solve it and when you have a problem solve it quickly somebody say quickly because when you allow it to fester during that time you are susceptible to the devil's ideas and mental strongholds and lies distorted truths they call him the father of lies he's an expert in that ministry of ministering lies and distorted truths to people Come and tell you this. Go and whisper this into the other person. Say, indelible ink and impressions are being formed that may be far away from the truth. The time you realize the relationship is here and there, I've grown far apart. And who is the winner? The demons. They are happy. God's children have been separated. May the Lord help us. Number six. Contentious people tend to manage their stress and frustrations badly. And it is in the midst of their stress and their frustrations that they manifest their contentious spirit. Everybody must learn to, 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 to handle their frustrations. Everybody is frustrated in the world though. Everybody is frustrated. People just don't wear their frustrations on their faces. Some of the people who smile the most are some of the most frustrated people. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm a pastor, so I, I know things. Things you don't know, I know. You will see somebody and think this person has everything put together. They are more apart than you think. <laughs> That's why you shouldn't judge people by what you see outside. Though. 
and be comparing yourself and your marriage and your this and your that and that to other people. You don't know what is happening. People are dealing with things but with a smiling face. And when you deal with it with a smiling face, you, you, it means you, you have a positive attitude towards it. Rather than wearing it on your face and everybody knows that your surname is Wahala. Kwame Wahala. Learn to deal with your stresses. Learn to deal with your frustrations. Some of you, you have to go back to what I preached. The series I preached during our visitation on ways to live a happier life. There are ways you, you can reduce the stress in your life. Some of you, you like creating difficult situations too much. When there is a simple way of doing the thing and there is help that can help you to be less frustrated about it, you want to go the hard way. So that you feel like you are hardworking. And you become frustrated. And your attitude becomes some way. And you see this thing too about. When I'm frustrated. Or I'm stressed out. I want to take it out on. The closest people. You know, this, you know that mentality. It's like. Yeah, the people I'm coolest with, you know, let me vent on them. Let me tell you something. It is a manifestation of selfishness and a manifestation of childishness. So the people around you, they, they don't have their frustrations. They, they are not stressed. It's like, they have everything put together nicely and everything is fine with them. Why would you want to do that? Some people actually feel it's, it's romantic to, yeah, he, as for him, I can't just tell him, say anything. I can't just tell her anything. When I'm frustrated, I can insult him. I can insult her. And it's fine. It's not fine. The person may tolerate it to a point. An insult is an insult. No matter how you sugarcoat it, an insult is still an insult. When you do it small at a point, grow out of it. You understand? It's, it's nice in your 20s and when you are small and teenage love and you and and say, and say, oh baby, cool down, cool down. Aha, it's but when it goes on for too long, it means you are not growing. It means you are not maturing. You, are just, you just throw tantrums. It's babies and toddlers who throw tantrums. If a baby throws a tantrum right now, I'm sure in the next few minutes, one of them will do their thing right now. We are fine with it because that is their level. Roll on the ground and frustrate you till you give them what they want. That is how children behave. So if you take that into adulthood and you are growing and you are growing and you are not stopping it is a problem there is growth retardation you are not maturing because you should sit and consider how the other people are feeling when because you are frustrated you talk to them anyhow you say anything you want to say to them and they are expected to understand they are expected to understand it means you have a problem with self-control 
And that is a big problem. Learn to manage your frustrations well. Instead of dumping the burden and the frustration on a human being who may also have their burdens. Listen to what the Bible says. John chapter 16 verse 33. Give me NLT. John 16 33. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows. This is Jesus speaking. But take heart because I have overcome the world. That is where your frustrations must go. That is where your frustrations must be directed. Not at human beings who are also going through the same thing you are going through. Think about how unfair it is. Think about how selfish it is. And think about how childish it is. Stop this is in my head. This is in, I can't. No, 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 no. He or she may be tolerating it, but deep inside they don't like it. They wish you could be stronger. They wish you could be more mature about certain things. When you do it a little, stop. And grow out of it. Hallelujah. Handle the frustrations in life like a mature child of God. Like a true soldier of Christ. And be, and, and, and be torn apart and be helter-skelter. Just because something is not going the way you expect it to go. Just because you had a bad day at work. Just because something you were expecting didn't happen. Just because somebody annoyed you at work. So it's the closest people to you who must suffer. Look, this attitude where people reserve their worst sides to the closest people to them is a big mistake. Some people reserve their worst sides of them to the closest people to them. With other people, they, they, it's their best side. So, I believe it should be the opposite. Especially your spouse. Don't reserve your worst sides for your spouse. Some people have their best behavior when they are dealing with other people. Let them start talking to their wife. Let them start talking to their husband. Then you start seeing the real them. These are people who will be your spouse and your, your, the people that will be in your life forever. They are the ones who will be there in the difficult times. They are the ones who will rejoice with you when there is rejoicing to be rejoiced. The strangers rather you show your best side to them. I don't know if what I'm saying is making sense to you. It is an absurd behavior. Reserve your best size for the people who mean the most to you. The people whose positions in your life are permanent. I'm not saying be rude to other people. In fact, don't be rude to anybody at all. But if you will definitely be rude, let it not be to the people who are most important to you. Because you'll be destroying bonds and creating all kinds of things subconsciously and it will be building up over years. The way you treat your boss at work, treat your husband the same way. The way you treat your work colleague at work, treat your wife the same way. In fact, better. Some people can be very submissive to their bosses. The boss says, oh yes boss, this, 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 this. The husband, you come home, the husband says, I made a chair. Can you do that to your boss? Even though your boss may say more unwise things. 
don't want to use the F word. But it is what it is. Your boss is also not perfect. But you are able to respect them. So your wife that is not perfect and your husband that is not perfect, that same ability you use to tolerate your boss, translate it to the house. I say, oh, that's what it is. And so I can tell them what I want to tell them. No, it doesn't work that way. I know some of these things I'm saying. Last week I talked about the wisdom of the world. The wisdom of the world is working in some of you, your minds. And I said, oh, yes, I say, me, me, to me, capture it on the eye. person me capture Some of you, you are countering some of the things I'm saying in your mind right now. And the, it's, it's, the devil is, is ministering the wisdom of the world to you. Mm. So it's not prophetical. I know. You are arguing some of the things I'm saying out in your mind and trying to justify your bad behavior. But that is the wisdom of the world. And the Bible says it is foolishness unto God. We walk with the wisdom of God. Not the wisdom of the world. Hallelujah. The world has its principles. Our kingdom also has its principles. Which one will you live by? First Peter chapter 5 verse 7. And then I'll leave this point. NLT. Give all your worries and cares to God. That is where the frustration must be. Unleashed, not on another human being who also has worries and cares. The fact that the person doesn't show it doesn't mean everything is fine with them. Give the worries and cares to God, speak to Him, pray about it, be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and supplications, let your request be known unto God. Don't don't, don't misbehave, don't misbehave. Don't subject the people around you to unnecessary stress just because you are stressed out and you are frustrated. Point number seven. Contentious people have bad control over their tongue. When we talk about having control over your tongue, we are talking about one. Knowing what to say Number two, when to say it. Three, where to say it. And four, who to say it to. There are some things you can say at home and it will be okay. But if you're at work and you say the same thing, it's not okay. Even jokes. There are some things that can remain a joke between two people. The moment there is a third person, there is no longer a joke. If it's among two people and they understand each other at a certain level, it is a joke. They will both laugh. Me and my wife, there are some things I'll tell her, it's a joke, we'll laugh. She'll tell me, I'll laugh. If a third person comes inside, it will become contentious because the third person will not understand the angle from which we are coming. And then now it begins to look like disrespect and things like that. Between the two of us, we understand each other. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, don't get angry with somebody because, ah, but this thing, I've been saying it to you, and it's fine. Why is it that yesterday, when I said it, suddenly you became angry? 
It's because there was somebody there. It's because this time around you said it in public. So the dynamics have changed. Know what to say, who to say to, where to say it, and how to say it. It's not everything that comes to your mouth that you say. Some people are too instinctive. Listen to this scripture and this one, and when you go back, go and meditate upon it because it's a very serious scripture. James 1:26 NLT. James 1:26 NLT. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. It's a serious statement. Your religion, your prayers, your whatever, your preaching, your whatever is worthless. I'm not the one saying it. This is the Bible. So I sat down and I was like, why is the tongue so important for such a serious statement to be linked to the tongue? And the Holy Spirit showed me that there is a link between the mouth and the spirit. That link is not an anatomical link. It is a spiritual link. There's a link between your mouth and your heart. You see, your heart can represent your soul and your spirit depending on how it is being used. There is a spiritual invisible link between the two. Spiritual links are more serious than physical links. When they say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. It means you have a fistula. Gastrocardiac. There is an illegal connection. If you are a man and this thing works works on you, <laughs> and when they give you food, no, <laughs> you are in love. What's that? Nice soft bankuno. <laughs> then I didn't you know, say. I have a problem. So if you like food too much. Like for too much. Even if the lady is not good for you, so long as she can cook well, I'd be nice, it? It is settled. The five love languages, food is not inside, but for some people, we must add a sixth one. Do you any? Let me not defeat. <laughs> if you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless there is a link between your tongue and your heart and the bible says out of the abundance of the heart the word the mouth speaks that means there's a link for something to originate from the heart and be able to come out through the mouth there must be a link but we all know that anatomically there's no link it is a spiritual link thinketh in his heart so is he the heart is a very serious thing learn to control what you say some people have this it's like whatever comes into your mind you just say it when you are angry that is the time to keep quiet 
So if you feel, I don't have to talk about it so that I'll be free. No, that's what the devil is the one pushing you. When you are android like that, you will say things that under normal circumstances you won't say. I don't deal with issues when I'm angry. When I'm very upset. At times I come to church and some, something is... And I'm tempted to just pick the microphone and free my mind. And I have to exercise some self-control. Because Moses did it one time. He ministered in anger. He ministered in anger. And because of that, he didn't see the promised land. You see, when you are ministering, you minister in anger, like Moses. Instead of, you see, that rock, it was actually Christ. Though. That rock that he struck out of frustration and anger, it was Christ. He was supposed to speak. It was the body of Christ, he was lashed. When you minister in anger, instead of speaking to the body of Christ, you end up striking the body of Christ. This one is a mystery, I won't go there. To keep quiet when you are angry. Keep quiet. Cool down a little and come back to your rational, sensible self before you deal with the matter. Husband and wife. Sometimes even if you realize that this one, my temper, your temper has gone, just take a walk. Just take a walk. Because it is a very bad thing and a very toxic thing for a husband and wife to be exchanging words and this one flying the west and this one flying the west it is not healthy and this and this and everybody talking on top of their voices I can tell you for a fact that I've been married for 14 years never ever have my wife exchanging words never not even once and she's talking and I'm talking and no 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 no. we respect each other too much for that it doesn't mean there haven't been times when Charlie, all of us, we are boiling inside, but out of love and respect, you cool down. Sometimes you go and you go and talk to God, talk to your daughter. So she also say, Talk to your son, speak to him. But part that we are exchanging words and this encounter accusation, never, not even once. Even once, and you see, don't make that mistake at the peak of anger. That is when you want to deal with the issue. Something will come out of your mouth that you will regret for the rest of your life, and it will cause irreparable damage. There are two parts of the body that can destroy a marriage. Number one is the genitals, how you handle your genitals. Hey, look at me. Why are you behaving as if you don't know what I'm saying? I said there are two parts of the body that can destroy marriages. How you handle them can destroy your marriage. Number one is the genitals. Suddenly everybody became quiet and said don't be a hypocrite. Obstetrics and gynecology and those, don't you mention these things freely? 
Then your essays in obsession and gynecology will be sebi 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 Number two is the tongue. Those are the two parts of the body that can destroy you. Yes. It can destroy your, your, your marriage. And I can emphatically tell you that the tongue has destroyed more marriages than the genitals. And listen to me carefully. When I say a destroyed marriage, I'm not talking about divorce. Divorce is only the last step in the destruction of a marriage. So there are a lot of marriages that are not that haven't ended in divorce, but the marriage is is either being destroyed or is already destroyed. So don't think about divorce. What I'm talking about, I'm not necessarily talking about divorce is just the last step. The tongue has destroyed more marriages than the genitals. Things that have been said out of anger, things that have been said out of offense, things that have been said out of bitterness, they accumulate and gradually break down the relationship and break down the marriage. To the point where there is no more connection. People have been hurt by their spouse's words so much so that it's like, you know, when you bend something, that thing becomes scarred and now it becomes insensitive. Watch what you say in your marriage. Out of frustration, don't open your mouth and make serious statements. I have regretted marrying you. Hey, how can you open your mouth and say that? I even want to get out of this marriage. Never open your mouth and utter those abominations. Whatever it is, work on it. Do you know how those words can scar your spouse? Look, anytime you open your mouth to say a hateful thing to your spouse, you have put a weapon in the hand of the enemy. He will use it one day. Oh, one day when everything is fine and you people are watching Netflix and blah, 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 and you are fine and nice movie and this, that, 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 that. You are going to the room to go and pick your phone. Devil says, do you remember? That day that she was asking you for money to do something for the house and you said you didn't have money. And she said, if I should come to the world again, I'll marry a richer man. And then suddenly, inflammation of the spirit. You are angry. That really, could she have said that how should, how could she have looked down upon me like that there are certain things i'm begging you even if you think it don't open your mouth and say that's one of these things you shouldn't even think them but to to come to the point where you open your mouth and as some of you when those close to you hurt you you want to hurt them back by deliberately saying hateful things please stop it it's a bad spirit If it is a marriage, you are destroying the marriage. You can be in a marriage and you are not divorced, but the marriage has been destroyed. There was somebody I was trying to talk out of divorce. Her problem was that her soul had been scarred. Her husband has said so many things. And I mean, the kind of things the man said, you look at the woman and you're like, ah, 
this guy is there is there something wrong with him some of you things are following from your father's house and your mother's house opening your mouth and causing you to say things that you are not supposed to say some of the things they want, look at what this woman said sometimes you behave like a fool really this one is a tool in the hands of the enemy it's like no matter what then 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 when you remember this one the word fool is a very heavy word it's a very heavy word don't open your mouth and utter certain things I'm begging you when they leave your mouth they are gone the person may be hurt the person may heal but the healing may be with a scar if I bring out my trouser for you there's a scar here when I was 9 years old I was playing football And I was tactically backtracking. <laughs> and apparently there was some cement block behind me, so I hit and then fell, and it scraped the front of my shin. The flesh was hanging there like that. It was a serious injury. That thing took about three months to heal. It has healed though, but the sky is there. anytime I see it I remember that day because it was very painful you know that thing that the skin can white and it's look is white yes it tells you how deep the thing went it was right on the bone eh? come and see let me raise my I hope my my trouser doesn't want to reach there God doesn't want you to see when you come to my house I'll show it to you <laughs> big scar I'm in my 40s, but when I see it, I remember when I was nine years old. That is what scars do. Don't hurt people to the extent that your, your words will leave scars upon their spirit. It will be a constant reminder. But the good thing is that you know, scars can be taken away by plastic surgery. May, may God perform plastic surgery. If God can anesthetize, what do you call it? Adam and Jesus can perform plastic surgery on the one whose ears were cut but repaired it like that made that same anointing heal the scars in your life and in your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth some of them it will take a flash of the power of the Holy Spirit to do it but don't put a weapon in the hand of the enemy the words that can pierce. Let's read Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18. NLT. Proverbs 12, 18. Quick. Proverbs 12, 18. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. May your words bring healing to people. Stop making those cutting remarks. You hit him where you know it hurts hardest. You hit her where you know it hurts hardest. You know she misbehaved a little before she became born again and you married her. She does something wrong, no eh? People like you who have been all around the place. What are you trying to do? You know the person is insecure about a certain aspect of their life and that is what you hit on because you know it's a raw nerve and you can get him or her. It is evil. 
it's worse than slapping the person when I slap you after a while the pain may go I've not seen anybody slapped and it leaves a scar I've not seen some before I'm trying to tell you the power of words that it's worse when you use hateful words on people than you slapping the people it's worse those of you who believe it is a virtue to speak your mind there are a lot of scriptures that link speaking your mind to foolishness let me give you just one Proverbs 29 11 give me KJV Proverbs 29 11 a fool utter, to utter means to speak a fool speaks all his mind sometimes something may be your opinion but don't speak all your mind some of you have everything in your head you want to say Say, but that is how I feel that's how I am feeling I want to be true to myself and you think you are doing something that's the wisdom of the world a fool uttereth all his mind but a wise man keepeth it until afterwards tell me when a thing comes to your mind see the person you know that hey today they are dressing in some will wasn't rich hey I know the other size commentator everything you say you have to say you have been uh, you said it too I didn't say it everything you must say everything you must describe everything you must comment on it is foolishness know what to say where to say it who to say it and how to say it some people something simple comment they will comment on it very harshly my friend says she's going to learn everything has to be contentious and offensive so I'm going to learn you alone with your head down come over there Suffering from chronic verbal diarrhea. Your mouth has a bad leak. May the Lord seal your leakages. And may He put a sieve on your mouth. Of you, you need sieve, but like the angels have to construct a big one. A very, very big sieve. There's a certain sieve in Psalm 141 verse 3 you need it give me NIV Psalm 141 verse 3 and it's a prayer you must pray every day he said set a guard over my mouth O Lord keep watch over the door of my lips every morning wake up and pray this prayer one thing you say can destroy somebody's hope may the Lord help us the last point there are some contentious people they, they will not be involved in the contention 
they may not necessarily fight with anybody but one they promote conflicts that's why I left it for last they are the most dangerous people yeah they are fight promoters donkey you know how when boxers are going to fight some major fight and the two of them they bring them to a press conference they say stare at each other then you see the promoters at the back then they'll be whispering things yeah, yeah, yeah. the time you realize that people are fighting yeah, yeah, yeah. then they're happy yeah. we'll make money more people will come and watch the fight yeah, they're happy promoters they will not fight with anybody in fact some of those people they look like they're everybody's friend but underneath they have this strange joy when they see people fighting it's a strange it's strange it just gives them some happiness of some sort yeah fight and there are people with that problem they don't like it when there's peace always they must find something they promote let's read Proverbs chapter 26 verse 20 Proverbs 26 20 give me NLT for that one it says without wood a fire goes out without gossip a quarrel dies down Mm-mm. some people say if they are gossiping that is promoting fights even between married people you saw his car parked somewhere you don't know what is it you call the wife um hey it's kojo at home you know you have seen his car park somewhere you don't even know what he's going to do there it's kojo at, eh, did he tell you where he was going uh okay yeah i've seen him park this i don't really know um let me see whether he's inside alone but anyway you will catch you later you have sowed a certain seed in the person's head and the person's mind you are you are satan's younger youngest child and people do these things because when the trouble comes at home most likely you'll be the first person she'll call hey now a disc there this is a hmm these men let's pray for them let's pray for them god 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 help them Imagine Siniamo is married and he's going to visit one of the sheep. He's going to visit one of the sheep. And the person is going to see him off. By then too, he'll be Pastor Mo. <laughs> With his nice shining ring like that. You know? His wife's friend will call her. Hey, Moses Owofie. Hmm, no crowd. Did he tell you where he was going? Um, yeah, I saw him with some young lady. I really don't know, but 
the lady when you look at her face there's something devilish about her take it into prayer so if the wife too is not a wise woman to know that my husband is in the ministry of shepherding people and evangelizing oh people do it to pastors so you go and visit some ships and some crazy gossip will call your wife hey I saw him scar packed yes, 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 yes. the wife will say oh yeah. so one of our daughters now we knew those who do those things eh? the thunder that will fire your mouth is doing press ups and carrying dumbbells it's warming up in heaven ready to strike you confucianists in a church you can have people like that oh they don't fight with anybody you just hear this hey hmm. i hear that so so and so went to say this thing about you i'm not too sure but if i look at her and her character she can say it well let's take it into prayer those are the most dangerous people when such people come to you put them in their right place put them in their right place they are troublemakers trouble causes let's read proverbs chapter 16 verse 28 uh, have we read that one already? No. Proverbs 16, 28. Let's see what he says. Uh-huh. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Another verse says, a tail bearer. Some people, they are always bearing tales. They always have stories to tell. May the Lord fire such people in the name of Jesus. You are not saying amen because you are part of I said may the Lord fire such people. In the name of Jesus. Don't countenance the presence of such people. Don't, don't listen to them. When they come selling stories to you. Stories that will promote hatred. In the choir. No, come. This person just came. No, now he is leading. It's not everybody who has the ability to lead. Though. Some of you, you are made to lead that day, the way you perform, you will never have the confidence to sing again. And me, I always say that the strength of the song is in the backing more than even the leading. If the backing is bad, the leading is bad. You can be done mowing. If your backers are bad, your administration will be bad. Me, I pay more attention to the backing. You know. But this it goes well now. I suggest like you have day and night. There are some times that are nightly. And they are communicating among themselves and trying to find an equilibrium. Which is not finding. Because Tena is singing soprano. And soprano is singing high auto. And it all comes together as a burnt offering unto our Lord God Almighty. There are days like that. There are days like that. 
but it's all good hallelujah as pastor Adela said when you come to church come with your own worship so that even if they, they bend the thing you are still in the spirit if the instrumentalists can't get the key well and they are trying to then 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 like how sometimes when I try to raise the song you know, when I say I sing in key Q because I'm called sometimes it's hard king don't don't they're trying to face their things and family will cry me I've done what I have to do it's as simple as that you can say whatever you want to say you're I'm not a singer I'm a preacher hallelujah yes so this person just came we are all not the same we are all not the same our talents are not the same our abilities are not the same some of the people who lead well they may not be very good backers like you are all of it will come together to make the thing work let me conclude on this note offense bitterness hate they can destroy a church faster than adultery and fornication I'm telling you the truth listen I said it when we started the church and I tasked the prayer force that these are the spirits you must attack the most I don't know whether they do it I pray that they still do it offense bitterness it destroys a church faster than fornication and adultery I'm telling you all you need is one person who is bitter either with a system or with another person all you need is a troublemaker and a tail bearer who propagate it and the time you realize there are factions because the fight between this person and this person this person has friends this person also has friends this person will narrate the thing to her friends the way he or she will look good this other person too will narrate the thing to her friends the way he or she will look good the time you realize you are in church and there are factions that are building up and the devil is winning some signs when you see you know that all is not well when somebody asks you where is so so and so aren't you supposed to point this sometimes one of the manifestations of a contentious spirit when say where is this when instead of pointing you point with your mouth I'm not saying it has happened I'm giving you a general something what I'm saying is that these things can destroy a church faster it can destroy a family faster so let us watch it as for offenses they will come but you have to deal with it like a mature person don't hold on to things if it means coming to see elders and pastors and to deal with it let it be done quickly before things degenerate and you have factions and things like that for me and some of these things the longer it takes the more difficult it becomes because while you are angry the devil is speaking to you he's whispering things into your head he's using his indelible ink to write things in your mind about people the time you realize good friends have been separated people who used to be friends people who used to be brothers people who used to be sisters people who used to flow nicely like how children of God are supposed to flow suddenly have become strangers and enemies 
There's a difference between being a believer of Christ and being a disciple of Christ. And I'll show you what shows the difference. Being a disciple of Christ is at a higher level. There were many people in the Bible who believed in Christ, but not all of them were described as disciples. This scripture that we like, that these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall drink a deadly thing and it shall not harm them. We see those things as the high things. But that is only for those who believe. But if you want to know who is a disciple, Jesus said, love one another. By this, they will know that you are my disciples. It is not the tongues. It is not the display of power. It is not the anointing. It's the fact that we walk together in love. It's, it's the fact that we don't allow the devil to come in between us. He said, by this, they will know that you are my disciples. By that, you have moved from the level of being a believer to the level of a disciple. I pray that anybody who is hurt in this place, may the spirit of the Lord minister to you. Anybody who has any scars in their spirit, may the Lord himself perform plastic surgery on you and heal those scars in the name of Jesus. May the power of God confront any unforgiveness. Anything that hurts you. Why is that have been spoken to you? That continually keep coming. May God bring you to the point where you are numb to those memories in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May the hand of the Lord be upon you. And may the Lord give you the grace to live together, walk together, and move together as children of God in the spirit of peace, love, and unity. In Jesus' name, amen. Trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! Overflow!